Welcome to the Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to the latest episode of A Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. My name is Mike Delisio, and I'm your host of this podcast, and I'm eager to start 2021 with a specific new series that we will be focusing on on behalf of PCCA. Um, over the course of time of recording and a multitude of guests that have appeared on the podcast, we've had an opportunity to sit down with either a physician and pharmacist specifically. And on odd occasion, we get into more specifics relating to a specific disease state. Today is going to be an exciting time for both the company and for the podcast in general, as we embark on a mini series relating to the importance of a compounding technician and the role that they play in our members' lives. And I'm excited because not only am I joined by Sebastian. So Sebastian, welcome back. I heard that you took over the hosting duties last episode. It's actually the other way around, Mike. Welcome back. We're glad to have you back. Well, I'm glad to be back. Unfortunately, I broke my Ironman streak and um, and stopped right around 56. And then I, and I didn't miss an episode, but I'm happy to be back with you. And as always, I am very happy to be back with our, I would say at this point, the quote unquote unofficial host of a mortar and pestle. And that's Aaron Michael, director of member engagement in a new capacity with PCCA. And we are definitely excited to have her back on the podcast as well. Excited to be here, Mike and Sebastian. Thanks for having me. As you know, I have, I have some high goals. I need to be on the podcast a lot. So <laughs> kind of uh, inserting myself here, but happy to be with you guys. You know how you achieve the most amount of guest appearances? You just create a mini series and, and then nobody can even touch you. So yes, I think moving forward, knowing the fact, and it's important to take note of that in your original capacity or your original involvement to compounding pharmacy and independent community pharmacy, Aaron, you served as a technician and, and that was kind of your, your entry to the market and what it represented. So you do bring a ton of knowledge as it relates to compounding technicians and pharmacy technicians in general. And I think that's probably the best segue to my introduction to Stacey Lemus, who serves as PCCA's Senior Farm Relations Specialist. And I've known Stacey for 19 years in different capacities. But Stacey, welcome to the podcast because you have a ton of incredible knowledge to share. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to ask you a whole bunch of questions relating to your prior role and your current role with PCCA. So welcome. Great. Happy to be here. So Stacy, before we even kick things off, uh, one of the things that kind of popped in my mind was we think about our listeners as well, not only the members that we engage in on a daily basis, but we think of those that also tune into the podcast. I'm, I'm sure when we look at our, our listener audience base, it's a smattering of either patients or physicians or other individuals who are looking at getting involved in compounding, but we also have a base of individuals who fall within the realm of being a compounding technician. And for the most part, at the surface, a pharmacy technician versus a compounding pharmacist technician is completely different, uh, more or less because of the amount of roles and responsibilities that you have to carry. And I know that for the longest time, you had a tremendous amount of experience serving within a compounding pharmacy and you 
you had that hat and you had to wear that hat of being the lead compounding technician. What did it mean to you? And, and why was it such a big shift in your, just your overall career, your work experience? And what did it mean to you to work in that capacity versus being in a, I guess you can say a, a regular capacity of being within a, as a regular pharmacy technician? Um, in my role, I was really honored to uh, have the trust that the pharmacist and um, the owners had in me to really help be in more of a management role than um, an unofficial management role, um, and then really count on me as far as keeping things organized uh, within the lab, uh, documentation, ordering, inventory, I mean, all the things that come along with it, um, where a traditional pharmacy technician wouldn't necessarily have to uh, have those types of responsibilities. So Sebastian, what pops out to me is obviously your role um, as a compounding pharmacist within an independent community setting, you had an amazing relationship with the technicians around you. So, you know, it was a very cohesive unit as a compounding pharmacist dedicated towards customizing individual medications and and. How would you explain that role specifically to you, not only being a host of the podcast, but what is really important to you? So they kind of puts things in members perspective. So they have a better understanding of, you know, what was the, the great experience that you had working with amazing company technicians? It's actually threefold, Mike. Um, <clears throat> I started off as a technician because I didn't have a pharmacy degree. And so I was trained as a pharmacy technician first. And so you really appreciate just the breadth of knowledge at that level prior to even becoming like any sort of pharmaceutical information. There's just so much to do that's separate and distinct. But what really changed is when I became a pharmacist, and this is probably something that a lot of pharmacist owners experience right now is they feel responsible. There's so much to do. There's so much to do, but the pharmacy techs, and we train so many of them at PCCA through a multitude of training programs that they're doing a bulk of the compounding work. They're doing a bulk, they're doing a ton of communications. They're so in, involved in day-to-day -day operations, but they're also developing their own niches within the practice. And we're seeing uh, technicians who are taking on the role of becoming uh, the leader in their training programs, their own education programs, their quality assurance programs, their, their patient callback programs. They're just becoming more and more and more meshed. And so you're kind of having this separation of roles where it used to be a stratification of the, the technician's roles were very defined to in community independent pharmacies, especially in the compounding niche, where the technician role is becoming its own specialized niche practice. And at this point, most pharmacies and most independent compounding pharmacies that are involved in compounding cannot function without that lead technician who is so, so vastly uh, trained um, and educated as well as capable. I can't do an iota of what Stacy and Courtney do in the lab. I can't do a smidge of what the techs do that I talk to on a day-to-day -day basis. We are, we, as pharmacists, we now stand in awe of what the technician's capabilities are. So that in a nutshell, I, I, I kind of lean so heavily on Stacy and Courtney in our lab to make some of the ideas that I might have about drugs actually come to fruition. And so we're, we're at a level which being a pharmacy tech, it's, 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 it's a it's highly specialized career and it's, it's so valuable in our, in our practice. 
it, we can't do it without that other without that support period and stop so having said all of that stacy you came from an independent pharmacy as a as a trained technician and now you're working with our formulations department what serviced well and what translates and what are you where do you think your skill set is going to develop okay well working with a compounding pharmacy you know different aspects of the pharmacy setting from the initial patient interactions to compounding the different dosage forms i mean all of that comes full circle as far as um, having the knowledge and the background of the formulation process i mean your uh, formulation worksheets, uh, having knowledge of the different chemicals that you're working with and, and what the final dosage forms are used for. Um, it's, it's not theoretical that you're, you're yeah. when you're making these new dosage forms, you understand where they're going. You understand how the patients are going to be utilizing them. And that services you so well, because it's very tangible as opposed to theoretical and yeah, well, it might work or well, it's going to be too complex. Like you have such a real world understanding of it. So it's, it's, it's incredibly valuable that experience. Correct. Yeah. And then having different, um, different knowledge of different types of formulations is helpful because you know what to look for. I mean, if you're making a topical formulation, for instance, that maybe, you know, there's certain aspects of that that you have to physical stability characteristics that you would need to keep in mind, um, as a compounder, but prior to dispensing that to a patient. So, um, all of that information is, is critical. Hey, Sebastian, can I chime in on that a little bit? Because I think that what I see with Stacy and, and Courtney, our other technician that works with her is it's the real life experience that as they're working on formulations now, um, because they have that real life experience, it's easier for them to say, you know what, this is realistic and this will actually happen and our members will benefit from this. Because what's the worst thing that you ever want to do is create a new product or create a new whatever base technology dosage form that then is so hard to work with or so hard to actually um, you know make it happen when you're in the lab because you have no concept of actually working in a real pharmacy so that's what i love not only about stacy as a technician and courtney as a technician but as most of you guys our clinical services team because you've been there done that I think that's what brings such value to our consultation and our formulations team um, is because they can actually say that they've walked in your shoes. And Stacy's a great example of that as she's working at PCCA in the lab, creating new formulas, creating new products uh, with our R&D team and our amazing people there. She can actually say, you know what, this is realistic. This will actually help a pharmacy. This will actually help a patient because she's been there, done that. So that's what I think is really cool that she brings to the table. So less of an ivory tower approach and more of a realistic approach to pretty much everything we do. And so the, it, it, it is a great perspective and we're so lucky. And so Stacy, you're, you're working with Courtney and your team, or you're looking at these formulations developments. Um, tell us a little bit more about the team and how they may come up with formulations, as well as some of the outside um, uh, team members that help you. Okay, so the formulation development team works closely with our research and development team um, who develops our bases and proprietary products for PCCA. 
so we the teams very much work collaboratively to come up with base development and the formulations that that PCCA provides. So that can be our clinical services team working with that team as well on different ideas for a new base concept and, and really direct developing formulations around that. So we do have availability to pull the most commonly requested or commonly downloaded formulations from our database. So if we're developing, say, a suspension base or something, um, we can pull those types of formulations and see what are members using in their pharmacies? You know, uh, where's a good starting point for us? And we can get a good initial list of some popular formulations that would be helpful to your practice. Um, and then we can kind of go from there, pulling in our clinical services team um, and coming up with new ideas for different formulations that we may not already have in our database for a unique dosage form or a base specifically that we're developing. So um, it is really nice to have, as Aaron mentioned, you know, having that background and the knowledge of what to expect. Um, and really just to, during the development process is anticipating problems that may go wrong. You know, things you, you have seen occur in the past with uh, similar type bases or dosage forms and really being able to try to identify those problems early on or potential problems um, to reduce the risk later when it gets into a member's pharmacy or patient's hands um, that you're not going to have a formulation failure. So with that being said, something that comes to mind is that our clinical services team, our formulations team is obviously well positioned where, you know, everyone who does business with us knows that for the most part, we do have a, a tremendous amount of compounding pharmacists on staff. Stacy, I, I think you, you kind of bring light to the fact that compounding technicians serve an incredible purpose, not only in general, but also on behalf of the PCCA team. And, you know, having a spotlight on you today, specifically being on the podcast is basically a call to attention to the fact that, you know, you have a tremendous role, but you bring a, a ton of experience and you also bring a lot of passion to, to what the role could be and what it really is. And, and I also call attention to the fact that it is a different type of job than a standard pharmacy technician job. So, you know, to the technicians that are listening and, and those that are potentially looking at getting involved, working for another compounding pharmacy, you know, what advice would you have for them specifically that this job is very different and it does wear different hats? So with taking all that into consideration, how would you position it to someone who is looking at a different career path within compounding pharmacy? I think it's an exciting role, um, especially for somebody that is, as you mentioned, passionate about helping patients um, and then really seeing everything come full circle as far as from the physician's office to uh, the pharmacist and the patients. Um, so, I mean, at the pharmacy I worked at, for instance, I started out as a delivery driver and then I was a pharmacy technician and then I transitioned into the compounding pharmacy technician role. So really I was able to see all aspects of the, for the pharmacy and, and definitely being in the compounding pharmacy role is for somebody that has, who's excited about career growth, um, somebody that, you know, you're always going to learn something new. I still learn something new even after 20 years. I learn something new every day. So um, just really seeing the, the uniqueness and the innovation that's come over the years. Um, and so anybody that's really passionate about personal and professional growth, because it's definitely a field that you are, you're always 
you're always going to have to continue to learn, whether it be new regulatory changes, um, changes within you know, specific environments within the pharmacy. Um, it, it definitely is. It, it's exciting. It's exciting to see the changes over the years. I mean, there's been a lot of things change um, in compounding pharmacy just over the last you know, definitely over the last 20 years, but it, with, over the last five years, for instance, there's a lot of different things that have changed. Um, so definitely just having something that, you know, you're in charge of training and documentation and, and really keeping up with an overall knowledge of, of pharmacy practice and best practices. So Aaron, I guess this will be probably a topic for the both of you. Um, and I, and I know this is super important for us as an organization, you know, for years, we talk about pharmacy staff, um, the members that we deal with and the, the staff individuals that have either come to events that work hand in hand with, with our dedicated members. But what's probably so important this year is that we are being very cognizant that we are going to try to do everything possible to involve pharmacy technicians in the overall conversation. And whether or not that's the creation of specific programs that will now exist at the technician level, whether or not, you know, we, we really want to basically pay homage in our 40th anniversary to some of the most instrumental staff members that have developed compounding practices and that have been a linchpin in their success. So, you know, this is obviously a broad statement to make, but today is a great opportunity for us to kind of kickstart what those programs look like and to draw attention to these key individuals that do have such an important role within pharmacy. So from your perspective, now that you obviously are engaging with our members in a different capacity, given your new role um, and your experience as a pharmacy technician as well, we'll obviously call this into light. So, you know, from your perspective, why is this so important? And Secondly, is it well-timed as well? Because there is just so much change to Stacy's point and the job itself has not been the same over the last few years. So, you know, give us your take from your perspective because I know it also goes hand in hand with Stacy's experience. Yeah, I mean, I think Stacy would agree that the evolution of the technician and even Sebastian, I learned something about you today. I didn't know that you were a technician first, so that's awesome. And I think about, you know, Annie Doris, the same thing, technician first, went to pharmacy school and now running, you know, our, our training uh, program. So um, I, I think about when I first started as a tech back in the golden days. No, just kidding. Um, you know, I was 15 when I worked in my first pharmacy and, and that was in the video department. I know some of you guys don't even know what a VHS or a beta cassette is, but uh, you know, pharmacies used to have video departments and that's where I started and slowly but surely moved over uh, you know, to be a clerk. And at that point, that's what techs, techs did. We were clerks, we rung people up. Maybe occasionally we answered the phone and took a refill. Maybe occasionally we entered a prescription into the computer system. And then, you know, we got more and more responsibility and we started counting prescriptions. Um, we started having more of a leadership role, maybe, uh, you know, having a title like technician in charge, as well as, you know, having a pharmacist in charge. Uh, technicians moved into compounding, technicians moved into um, sales and marketing, technicians moved into general management and operations. And so, 
there's definitely been an evolution, whether you're in traditional pharmacy or whether you're, you know, in compounding pharmacy. But I think that you mentioned this, Mike, it is our 40th anniversary. And just in the, the 26 years that I've been associated with PCCA, man, what a difference technicians have, have made, you know, and they just continue to evolve. And so it, like you said, it, it will be a focused effort on PCCA's part to really engage with those technicians. Um, this is one of the things that we're doing, uh, whether that's through our podcast uh, featuring some uh, collaboration efforts with NPTA, the National Pharmacy Technician Association. Uh, we're going to be working closely with them uh, in our blogs, in their um, publications as well, trying to figure out ways that we can continue to elevate the technician role within the pharmacy practice. And again, we're speaking to compounding because that's the world we live in, but there is such an evolution of the technician in general in the whole entire pharmacy practice. Um, I'm one that is very active at the state and federal level in advocacy, uh, always have been. You know, I, I, I want to always be the person that has a voice instead of someone else uh, creating my destiny for me. So, you know, I encourage people to get involved, whether that's just with their state association or their local pharmacy association or at the national level, whatever you want to do. But the only way that we're going to continue to involve is or continue to evolve is to get involved. Um, but again, you know, doing certain things and being very focused here at PCCA and really engaging with the pharmacy technicians is our mantra for this year and hopefully for uh, the next 40 years of PCCA. So you will see some things, um, whether they are networking groups that we're going to be creating, uh, dedicated education, um, you know, blog uh, blog publications, podcast series, all different kinds of things where we will be elevating and raising um, the awareness of what technicians can do and the, the role that they play within the pharmacy profession. So this is just the beginning. We're just scratching the surface. Um, you know, I think about the pandemic right now. And for those of you that haven't seen it, I'm sure everybody has, but HHS recognized the role of the technician and has given us the authority to give vaccines. That's one of the first things that we will be rolling out very shortly, um, probably by the time this podcast airs, um, that uh, we're going to be partnering up with NPTA and their immunization training program. So, you know, within two days of registering for this program, your technicians can be giving COVID vaccines uh, or any other vaccines in your practice. You know, we now have the authority to do that, which is pretty cool for technicians. Um, you know, so I think more and more of those things are going to be coming down the pipeline. Uh, I'm proud to say I'm a pharmacy technician. I will never, ever, you know, say, oh, I'm just a tech because we play such an instrumental role in the profession. And, you know, like Sebastian admitted, sometimes we can run circles around our counterparts when we're compounding in the lab. And that's, that's okay. That's what I love. You know, we go cool. here. It's not even circles. It's figure eights and it's embarrassing. Yeah. Anyways, to answer your question very simply, uh, we will be, you know, trying to elevate our technicians and making sure that we're engaging with them. So be on the lookout for some great programs coming from PCCA. That, that's awesome, Erin. And it was a perfect segue to talk about what we are doing as an organization. And, and I think the, the first logical question would probably be also for Stacy. So, you know, you've been with the, with us at PCCA for eight and a half years, thinking about your prior experience when you did work in a pharmacy setting, 
you know, how did PCCA help you? And just in general, you know, what, what was the overall involvement with PCCA? Because now Aaron talked about the conscious, cognizant effort that we are making, but organically it's always existed. So, you know, what was your take? What was your impression of um, PCCA's involvement, not only within the pharmacy, but within your job specifically? In my role specifically in the compounding pharmacy, I mean, we really relied on PCCA and the utilization of the clinical services team uh, for anything we were having issues with right away. Maybe, maybe not even a potential issue, but just a question that we had. Um, something that, you know, as we know, pharmacies tend to get pretty busy at times. So your pharmacist may not always have the ability to come and, and help you or guide you through a particular question that you have. Um, but I knew I could always get on the phone and call the clinical services team and receive a callback really quickly from them um, to help me have a better understanding of any questions that I may have had. Um, so we, we utilize the clinical services a lot. I mean, formulation questions. Um, I never even realized as a compounding technician, I didn't know the different aspects of, of PCCA. I, I didn't realize, I mean, I knew PCCA carried proprietary bases, but as a technician in the pharmacy, I didn't realize that we develop the bases. We have a research and development team dedicated to developing and testing those bases. I didn't realize that the formulations that I was accessing through the database was created by somebody in the lab. I mean, and now I'm in that role. So I, I find it pretty fascinating that working as a member pharmacy, um, in a member pharmacy for 10 years, I never even realized the different aspects of PCCA and really how they they help guide you and and really help help you as a pharmacy have that, that security, knowing that these formulations are, are tried and true, they've been tested in the lab, should any, should any problems arise from any formulas that you're doing? I mean, we have ways to go back and do lab bench testing. You know, we have the chemicals in-house, we've got things we can try to duplicate, uh, specific things that you may be experiencing in, in your pharmacy. Um, so I think it's really neat to see how the resources I used to utilize being in the pharmacy the behind the scenes and, and really how that all pulls together. I mean, the clinical services team, when you would put a call into them, you know, they're emailing us and formulations too on, on something that they may have a question about. And it's really a big collaboration between everybody to, to come up with the, the best approach to, to help, help you in your pharmacy. Um, so I think it's really neat just to see how all of that comes together. So for those of you who are out there in the ether and listening to this, my desk was actually adjacent to Stacy's, and so it wasn't an email. I would literally reach out and tap her on the shoulder and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need some help. And a lot of times, and there's a number of times I can remember where I would literally hand my headset to Stacy and just ask and have Stacy answer the questions. And we've got a whole team there. So it's not just, it's not just us. And, and so for those of you who are listening who are technicians and wondering, like, should I call? Can I call? You can call and talk to any one of us. And if you want to talk specifically to Stacy or Courtney specifically about problems you're having, we will put you in contact. It's not as fast as a turnaround, but they will still talk to you and they are invaluable to you as technicians, as, as a resource. So please don't think that it stops somewhere with the pharmacist. Like if we are, we're an integrated team and, and we will put you through to the best person as soon as we can. I think one important thing to note too is really the paying attention to the details. So a lot of times when we're trying to help member pharmacies and technicians, um, it's asking specific questions too, because our first question is what formulation are you following? What procedure are you using? What devices, equipment, all of that stuff really plays a key role in the outcome of your formulations. Um, 
you know, well, we may have a call and they say, no, we, we follow the formula exactly. And then when we start asking specific key questions, we realize, well, maybe, maybe the mixing time wasn't correct, or maybe they didn't use an ointment mill. And there's different, sometimes shortcuts in the processes that are taken that, that do affect the final, the final outcome of your formulation. So, so really, I mean, attention to detail is, is key whenever you're working as a compounding technician. You actually brought up something really, really important, Stacey, and something that also is a challenge of ours as an organization is truly involving absolutely every single person at the pharmacy level. And, and there's always going to be gaps. Uh, we've, we've obviously brought attention to this in the past. You know, the PCCA engine, the products, the services, the resources available, um, we constantly learn just as much as you do, just as much as, as Sebastian does. So if that's the case, you know, I can't imagine if there are certain compounding technicians or pharmacists that, you know, are working with our products on a daily basis, but don't truly understand of kind of the who, what, where, when, and why, and not only that, what else is available. So it, it does call to light something that is a challenge for us as an organization. And I think is probably the biggest reason why some of the programs that Aaron mentioned are going to come to existence is, is really tapping into everybody who's front facing at the patient level, uh, creating more awareness, having more involvement and making sure that everyone is truly maximizing their PCCA membership. And I think that's what it always boils down to. So I, I'm happy that you brought up that example because it is a real world example. It's your, your experience, you know, you were one of those compounding technicians doing 20, 25, 30 compounding scripts a day um, and still you know, required or would have loved to be tapped in more to what we do as an organization. So it, it, it's a great point and something that is so important. And we wanna make that conscious cognizant effort of, of doing a better job at it. So you know, thank you for bringing that up as a real world example. I think moving forward, Stacey, you know, how do you see yourself also involved with some of these programs knowing that you hold the experience of being a compounding technician? We, we definitely, you know, starting out way back, I mean, we were a member of PCCA back in the 80s. So to see the growth by incorporating different roles, one of our, one of our technicians, um, she was a regular pharmacy technician, transitioned into the marketing role, as Aaron mentioned. And, and she was able to really be instrumental in the growth of our pharmacy. I mean, really having somebody out there, our pharmacist was able to host wellness seminars and really raise awareness to the physicians and help grow our practice in that, in that way. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it definitely, it's exciting to see how the involvement of everybody in the pharmacy can really help the growth of the pharmacy in general. So um, I'm excited for the future and the direction that PCCA is going. I mean, coming from a member pharmacy, it, it definitely brings light to the fact that the compounding technician plays a huge role uh, in the pharmacy itself. So uh, I'm excited for the direction PCCA is going with it. And, and I'm excited to be involved um, in any way that I can just bringing that real world knowledge of being in practice and, and helping guide other technicians on things to look out for. I mean, things that to be knowledgeable of, uh, whether it be physical stability, uh, procedures and processes, organization, uh, management of documentation, and those types of things. Um, I, I think it'll be really neat to to key in on some specifics that technicians are interested in learning and really help guide them through, through their specific uh, challenges that they may come across. 
So Aaron, everything else that, you know, we kind of discussed uh, the, the programs, the initiatives, maybe you can give a bit more insight into some of the other episodes relating to mortar and pestle that we plan on recording that will focus on individuals like Stacy and, you know, how we're going to also evolve with you in your technician related programs on behalf of mortar and pestle. So what are some of your thoughts and in, in kind of the next step directions for the audience that I believe got a lot out of this episode specifically? Yeah, so like I said, it will be a, a continuous process, but I know two of the, the lowest hanging fruit that we have is to have uh, Mike Johnston, who is the CEO from NPTA. He will be joining us um, on a podcast episode. And like I said, also co-authoring a blog post. Um, we also wanna hear from our members. And so we have um, engaged with a couple uh, real life technicians doing it every single day but each one of them hold a different role within the pharmacy. And so, like I said, there might be a technician that is doing the sales and marketing. There might be a technician that is doing the day-to-day -day operations of the pharmacy. So, um, you know, more of the hiring and firing and, um, you know, whatever <laughs> that goes on in, in the day-to-day -day operation of a pharmacy. Um, and then just the, the traditional compounding technician and, and what that has meant, you know, are they supervising other technicians? Um, where do technicians get their, their real life education from and how do they um, get motivation and grow? You know, what are the things that inspire them and, and get them to want to be better every single day? So I want to hear from the membership too. So, um, you know, those could be the, the member perspective could be all in one podcast. I personally think that they're um, all different series. So it really just depends on, on, uh, you know, how in depth we want to go and, and where we want to take this. But, um, you know, always, I want to hear from our membership and our listeners too. So, uh, if you have any feedback, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can send that to, uh, myself if you want to at emichael at pccarx.com. Um, but I'd love any of those types of thoughts and how we can engage with technicians moving forward. But I'd say, you know, most re or most quickly, Mike, those would be some of the topics that I'm thinking um, for our blog, our podcast, and even just overall engagement programs with technicians. Yeah. And I think that's a great recap. And then also positions what people can expect from us and, and really our our audience that depends on, you know, what the future of this really looks like, and then really to stay in tune with what we are doing as an organization, the programs that you mentioned, and what would be really cool also, Aaron, is potentially to involve one of our members, technicians themselves, and, yep. and to get them on, um, to, to speak on behalf, something is very similar to what Stacy's experience were, but to talk about, you know, overall involvement, engagement with patients, engagement with with PCCA in general, because I think it, it is so important to see the real world example um, and to meet another superhuman like Stacey Lemus. But this is, a, this is a great way to kind of kick things off. Stacey, thank you so much for your willingness to kind of jump on and to share not only your experience, but your overall involvement in terms of what you do at PCCA right now. I think uh, it does provide a lot of people a better understanding of some of the key functions, roles, responsibilities that we do have on the back end. We talked about the importance of formula validation and, and what it really means to recreate that formula and constantly improve on a formula over time. And, and that really is your wheelhouse. That's what you focus on. And not only the, the base technology that gets included or involved on a daily basis, but really the true formulations and the amount of work 
that goes in. It's not a theoretical approach. It is truly practical. And I think a lot of individuals still miss on that key component of what we are and what we do. And, and I'm really happy and fortunate that you were able to call light to it. And not only based on your experience, but the importance of why it really is extremely a, a large part of what we do. So thank you for jumping on. Thank you for coming on. And Aaron, thank you for for teeing this up as being one of the first part of the series and, and what it really will represent, not only for technicians, but really for all of our listeners and to really focus and, and to spotlight the importance of pharmacy technicians in general. Absolutely, thanks for having me. And I'll just leave you with technicians, be all you can be. I mean, really we can take it as far as we wanna take it. Um, the profession is, is uh, evolving and we continue to evolve and like I said, proud to be associated with, with people like Stacy, and um, looking forward to seeing what the next 40 years brings for technicians. Awesome. Thanks, Stacy. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you to all of our listeners out there who tuned in to the special episode and the first part of our technician series. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone, for those of you that do follow us on social media and do not, please find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you do not subscribe to this episode, please click subscribe on any of the platforms that you have found a mortar and pestle. Until next time, this is Mike Delisio, and we will talk soon. <laughs>